this light Let's... makes my bald head like glow, huh? Bam! There's a oh, joke no, in there about the new EPL ball, but I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> Wait, which one's which? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good that's pretty good all right right. welcome in everyone to hooligans united podcast we're a group of guys who love to talk about soccer we um today we have uh four hooligans in it's me miles and then we got rife matt and nick um and we're gonna get started here i think you guys are all really excited to talk about united and chelsea so why make you wait <laughs> no, yeah, let's Matt go will for give it. it to you. Matt, yeah, Matt wasn't here for the last one, so let's yeah. start. And y'all talked about United the whole time, so let's get some Chelsea airtime <laughs> up in here. Exactly. Yeah, man, what a game, right? I mean, I, I was listening to uh, another, you know, EPL pod as as we all do, and it, they brought up this game, and one of the guys was just like, ah another freaking Chelsea Man United tie. I guess it's the most tied game in in Premier League history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're both good a lot. Like Right, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good thing, I would think. Um, and years, and years they both suck, they both suck, and years they're both good, they're both good, right? Well, except for recently when United sucked a lot. But <laughs> and Chelsea Touché. didn't Touché. Hey, Yeah, we won the won the Champions League within one of those years. So, yeah, definitely yeah, didn't. Okay. Uh, maybe not the Premier League, but, um, but yeah, uh, it, I, it seemed like both teams kind of played their hearts out, and United looked looked really good for, for big periods of that game. Uh, Kepa, Ariza Balaga, has made his comeback for real. That dude looked out of his mind. During that oh, game, made some incredible definitely. saves, including almost making the save to, to close out the match at the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's going to give Mendy a run for his money when Mendy's back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd be surprised if if it's not his spot now and Mendy has to some Whatever. you know sorry Kepa has to has to lose it at this point, right? Uh, but yeah, great game. I, I'm hard to be upset when it's. Uh, you know, I, I'd obviously love Chelsea to take all three points, but hard to complain when it's a great game. I get it. So, if you take your bias glasses off off for a second, uh, did Broha dive? I don't think so. And 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 I, I like where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to feel like I'm relatively unbiased about these types of things. That if I think my team didn't deserve. A penalty or that they did that I can see that just as well as I'd see any other team I know that's not the case but I, you know the announcer said it when it happened uh these are calls that don't get made very often but they should right Definitely I mean should. that that is the definition of a of a foul and yes it happened in the box so the bar is obviously and always slightly higher but he took him down and, and he would have had a play on that, that ball and could have, could have scored. So, you know, I think as is often the case with penalties, um, I, I think it was McTominay, right. That took him down. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. 
Yeah. I think he or the other United defender that was right there at the time, I can't remember who it was, would have cleared that ball, right? Like penalty yeah, shots I, never mean like that that team's going to – not always, sorry. They often don't mean that team was going to score. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's one of those things like, well, just don't drag the guy down. Like play good defense and, and you'll clear it away. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> and that, that was the problem for one thing is that McTominay is kind of under the microscope right now anyway. So he didn't need that after coming on for like, I think he was on for four minutes at that point. Mm-hmm. Didn't need that on his, uh, on his rap sheet at that point. He, the other thing is I, I argued mean, with you guys over the group chat for a while that it wasn't, uh, shouldn't have been a PK. Those don't get called ever. So even though they should, they don't get called ever. It shouldn't be called. Because I also didn't realize until I watched the replay after the game was over that McTominay won the ball. As soon as I realized that he tackled Broha and then won the ball, it was a lot more obvious. He was like, oh. I don't think that it, matters, though. I mean, if you were, like, let's say you that, were to punch in that somebody specific in, the, situation, in the box and that's not what the ball, convinced me. Is that, but what I'm saying is, is that, like, I'm a United fan, and I could say that 100% that was a foul. Like, yeah. if it, But here's the thing. Your argument is saying, that if he, let's say McTominay punched someone else in the box, but then didn't win the ball, then it wouldn't be a PK? Not at all what my argument is at all. It's because a foul, that, 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 was a it's a foul, foul. that never gets called, but then I was convinced it was a foul because he won the ball and was part of the play. Just like what Matt said earlier is that it's a foul that never gets called, and it yeah. should more often. Basically, yeah, I, what I was I just complaining because it got called. What you're saying is that okay. you, you, you saw that because McTominay could get to the ball, Broja could get to the ball and thus could have made a play on it. Mm-hmm. And because he was prevented from making a play on it, it was a foul. And, yes. yeah, and, and that's I what convinced that, me that it was a foul. Yeah, and I see that, I see that from both of you. I, and I get your I think, point too. I think if the ball is at Broja's feet and that same play happens, and he kind of does his little stumble over while the ball's at his feet, it doesn't get called. Really? Mm. That's a different way of I looking think, at it, too. Yeah, because I think it's because it it's doesn't, soft. That, that doesn't get called. And, like, um, yeah, you know, I think it, it's a matter of um, – the other thing is, is Broja had, um, had him beat, I think. 100%. He was faster than McTominay. Yeah. I wouldn't say bigger, but faster. McTominay just is – he was already just like around him. That's why he had yeah, McTominay yeah. basically did his job by getting in the way, but then did more than his job was supposed to by putting his arms around him. Had he just not put his arms around him, his job just would have been over at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the based Broha on, would have definitely had a shot on goal. Yeah, but then one of the other defenders might have been able to win it before Broha did. That's the thing. Maybe. Is that the way Maybe. that I've seen Manchester United set up their uh, corner kick defense is basically they've got a couple guys that block the runners. And then they have a couple guys that are like guarding areas. And the runners just kind of get in the way, caught via nuisance. And then they rely on the other guys in the box to win the ball. But McTominay decided to go, I'm going to get in his way and also trying to win it and drag him down. So just did a bit too much. We're going to agree to disagree on that one, Alex. But either way, it was a foul. Which, which part? On whether or not it would have been called a foul if, if McTominay wouldn't have gotten the ball. All right, that Anyways, was just a weird segue, but <laughs> I'm just saying because I, I think no matter what, if in the middle of the field, that's a that's a foul. So if it's if it's a foul in the middle of the field, it's a foul in the box. Yeah, but you're just not understanding what I'm saying. This is exactly what Miles said earlier. It's just not Miles. Sorry, Matt said earlier. 
is that it's just it's something that never gets called but should i got upset with it because it was called but is never called oh okay now i'm understanding i was just like okay Okay. which is why i was arguing against it okay but i was convinced that this one should have been called because mctominay won the ball let's back up a a moment in time though and the varan injury Mm. oh my god technically he's the relief that i felt when they said he's only out for maybe three to four weeks yeah wasn't nearly as bad as he thought it was you know people are giving him trouble though People are giving them trouble. Like they're like it's like I mean it's it's people talking and fans well, yeah. being fans, but they're like uh like he over exaggerated the whole thing. And I think that's a little un- yeah, I, think I think that's a little ridiculous. All... Like it's it's a World Cup year and it's probably his last World Cup he can play in. Yeah, I mean, anyone that gives him trouble for that, um and Matt, I don't mean to offend you at all because you're a Chelsea fan, but the Chelsea fans that were on the ground are all complete assholes. Yeah, yeah, they were booing him, man. That but, was yeah, booing him for that. But like, yeah. when you go down, you feel even just the slightest twinge in your hamstring, and you've got four weeks till the World Cup. I would be bawling. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it makes me. It does make me think. You know, it's crazy that so many guys that are headed to the World Cup are playing in these games. I mean, and that's what they're getting paid to do. Um, yeah, but uh, just the with the World Cup in the middle of the season, the way it is. Um, we're probably going to see a lot more over the next three or four weeks of these, you know, really just tragic, really sad injuries. <clears throat> you yeah, know, we definitely yeah, are. Because I mean, what they have to keep out their day job, you know. Yep. Yeah, and Richarlison's out, right? Like he's not playing. Yeah, and I think I've only heard of one person so far that's not playing the game before the World Cup, and that's Messi, because right. you know he's Messi, and if he doesn't want to play against a farmers league french team right before the world cup starts he'll just all right guys i'm leaving <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guys yeah, have neymar and mbappe gareth bale <laughs> <laughs> what about gareth bale oh he's not he's not playing either but for different reasons <laughs> oh yeah different reasons for him <laughs> I, I mean this happens every world cup though right i mean even if it's in the summer when when it normally is you know last month of the season people are going down with month-long recoveries or months-long recovery you know requiring injuries and yeah every world cup it's like yeah, yeah and as somebody and at important point, on every team be, gets them at that point they might be more fatigued like the you know at this point especially with this year totally still relatively fresh so yeah yeah it feels like yeah. they've been pumping out more games in like a quicker yeah. span of time too. So I mean, and I know Two they games are, every week for just, most teams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess before yeah, last thing I guess to say with United and Chelsea was just United looked great. Uh, that's two games in a row now. We looked fantastic. Didn't expect us to play that way against Chelsea. Um, no, not at all. We gave you guys how you felt about Casemiro's goal. Uh, I'm so happy for the guy. Oh my god! I I, I literally <laughs> jumped. Uh, I jumped in probably, yelled, it was yeah he's yeah. the most important signing that we've had in 10 years yeah and I will say that in almost every pod that we have and it really it really uh <laughs> looked like it meant a lot to him which was pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah for someone uh, who's won everything who's 30 years old and could just have just come here to retire on a paycheck 
He seemed pretty excited to score a goal and tie against Chelsea. But I think that's I also the thing, like though, that the, the ball, you know, was across the line, but it wasn't like totally completely across the line. And the Chelsea keeper had his like put his hand on it and like drug it out and then was just like running up to the front of the box, like, oh, nothing happened. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He so, but, which is what well, you're what supposed I, to do, which is what you're supposed to do. But it's funny when you're like watching it on TV and you're like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, i will say though is that if you th- it, like if you look at the attitude of this season like not obviously the first two or three games but like anything with martinez and casemiro and like basically the whole back line if anything midfield if you look at the attitude compared to last season it's literally or shoot the last 10 years the last 10 seasons from from for united if you look not at yet. it like the attitude is just it's like a switch was flipped. Yeah. And I don't it's know if honestly that's Martinez very... and, and Ten Hag, or if that's Ten Hag. I, I don't know if it's Casimir. I don't know if it's Rand. I don't know what it is, but something's clicking, and it's, it's I'm, you know, I'm excited. I, I think, uh, yeah, and, you know, I think you can say the, the same about Chelsea this week, too. I mean, both both of those teams, uh, the passing was great. The, uh, it was back and forth. It was, they were, it was a fun game to watch. And Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you know, thanks for actually bringing that up. That reminded me, too. How about the uh, basically the chess match that Potter and uh, Ten Hag? Yeah, had that was actually for pretty ninety minutes. Thirty minutes in, he makes a change. Ten Hag immediately uh, uh, starts talking to the guys on the field. They they themselves make a uh, formation change. Come out at halftime, he makes a change s- six minutes in. Uh, Ten Hag did by bringing Fred on and taking off Sancho, who by the way has not had a great couple weeks. Yeah, he is not. And then Potter good. made another change, and then Ten Hag made more changes and it was just back and forth just countering each other it was great to watch it's something that united hasn't had for 10 years yeah i was gonna say i I feel like the the changes that we're talking about with with united i mean we've all seen it the the like horrible attitude that all the united players have had for for years now i feel like it's got to be ten hog i mean you you see it with ronaldo right my guess is that the whole reason Ten Hag didn't play him from the start is attitude, right? He's trying to fully change the attitude of that squad. Ronaldo was stuck in his ego, clearly, and Ten Hag was like, "Nah, man, I'm not dealing with this." And all the other players kind of stepped in the line, said, "Sweet, we're gonna we're gonna change, we're gonna be better." And Ronaldo didn't, and, and see that see where that got him. Yeah, I can. Uh, there was. Uh, it's a pretty good segue onto our next uh, topic anyways. But there was a, a lot of rumors that went around that when uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer was the manager that a lot of the big name players would, you know, show up late to practice or just not work or not do certain things that they were asked. Right. And they just never had any consequences towards them. And now, like, maybe the big one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in soccer slash football nowadays, Cristiano Ronaldo's on the team. And he steps out of line, and Ten Hag immediately makes him play with the under twenty ones. The next I think is day. a big is like a big big like, like whoa. If they weren't already in line at that point, everyone would have <laughs> immediately stood at attention and said, "All right, how high am I jumping?" Yep. Yeah. The true He's, statement. Yeah. <laughs> he walked in there and said, "I'm the boss. No one's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't care if you're getting." paid a million dollars every two weeks 
He scored 700 goals for club and almost what oh, over 800 and something in your career total. You don't do what you're asked, you're gone. And I think it's clear that that statement was made internally to the team weeks ago, right? United's looked a lot better for a while and all their all their players are playing with completely different attitudes and you can tell uh, that statement was made really publicly, you know, last week, but, mm-hmm. but it's, it's pretty obvious to me anyway, that the, that Ten Hag made that statement to the whole team pretty early on. And that's been, you know, where Ronaldo's build of resentment started. Yeah. yeah. So well, and that's the thing too, is that, on from it now. is that I can't think of the yeah. quote, but it, I mean, it, it, it puts it perfectly. It was an Alex Ferguson quote and it was, it was based on David Beckham. And it's like, if you, if the minute a player starts thinking he's more, more than the team, then that player shouldn't be on the team or something. It's something along those lines. Yeah. And it the was minute a player thinks he's bigger to, than the club. He's gone. That yeah. yeah, essentially. Like I, I think at this point, I mean, that's what it has to be. Totally. I think, I think any club should be that way, but unfortunately it's not. Yeah. I mean, January is going to be a big month now for right after the world cup and transfers and all that but yeah um i mean yeah so so potter's got a um, lot of stuff that he's dealing with at chelsea too i mean not at the exact issues but he seems to be bringing a camaraderie around the team with them as well matt and so i mean they look good they seem to be working well pretty well working together yeah. pretty well the only issue i see with them is still the whole you know the the book writer the author that's sitting on the bench all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <Chelsea. laughs> I'm in America. A, you know, I'm in yeah, a Facebook. He had an assist in Champions League today, guys. Come on. He did. He did. He finally got a start. He got an assist. <laughs> yeah. The last two times he started, he's had a goal and an assist. He should play more. Hey, if Manny buys them, I'm just saying, if, if United buys them this January, it'd be nice. But Newcastle apparently already has a bid that they're preparing worth 45 million for him. I wanted to go back to the Ronaldo thing really quick. Did you guys hear Napoli is now like the primary place? It looks like he might go. Hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot, a they lot of... were the they were the most forward or front runner in the summer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their final offer was like give they wanted him on loan for the year, and then they were going to take him on a free transfer next year. Yeah, and so there's a lot of people I've been seeing on Twitter saying that. If Napoli were to do that, it would be torpe- torpedoing this season. And they're doing great in the Champions League. They're they're doing pretty well domestically. And do they want to take on Ronaldo just for the sake of having Ronaldo and and kind of potentially torpedo, you know, what they're building? Yeah, with with Ulsiemen on their team, I really don't know if they'd want another forward coming in and kind of ruining that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Because he's doing really well to the point where people are going to want be wanting to pay. 75 to 100 million for him next summer this thing is like if, if you think about it like what if there's a i'm crossing my fingers but what if there's a chance that we get him for ronaldo uh the glazers will not pay 75 is... million for oc men and give them ronaldo for free because <laughs> right now right now the one thing that's kind of killing us is uh, scoring goals is is a is a a, a a true striker like that's the one thing we're missing like our defense is finally solidified our midfield actually looks good 
Like our wingers are good. Sancho's just having a rough time, but Martial is like, he's so injury prone, but whenever he plays, he scores a goal or he has an assist. Literally all four games he has in the premier league, he has two goals and two assists. Yeah. No, he's doing great. Even if he played 10, 20 minutes, he has a goal. He has a goal or an assist. So, um, so you guys mentioned Pulisic going to Nottingham Forest or not Nottingham, uh, Newcastle earlier. Uh, is that a good segue into talking about some other Premier League news? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I think we, we talked enough about United two podcasts in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got some we got some Chelsea and mixed in this time though. Uh, so That's Nottingham, good. Nottingham Forest and Liverpool. Uh, Alex, I think it was you you who specifically said Nottingham Forest. I also insinuated I thought they were going to struggle this week. Um, we have the receipts. Yep. <laughs> We do. But I don't. I also don't feel like anyone is particularly surprised. Not really. <laughs> uh, Liverpool's so inconsistent, especially since it, it just it being an away game. I was more surprised that Henderson came up with a big save in the ninety-second minute to keep the win. Mm. Just because Henderson's been kind of inconsistent, but hey, he's a United player on loan, bringing it back to United, of course. I don't. But, I don't think he's on loan. I think. Nottingham He's actually straight up bought him. He's on loan. Really? Yep. We did not sell him. I was not happy when we didn't sell him. <laughs> there was a really great meme. Maybe somebody shared it in the chat, actually. The the one of Klopp saying, you just can't compete with a team that brings in 20 new signings. Yeah, that was me. It wasn't a real quote, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but, mean, but it sounds like a... It sounds like, it, it like, sounds like a Klopp Kloppian. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I was just glad that you and I guessed right and Liverpool lost again. Yeah, and I, I I have a good buddy who's a Liverpool fan, and I do have a hard time pulling against – I know you guys don't. I have a hard time pulling against <laughs> Liverpool. Um, I like – and I like Mo Salah. I kind of – I kind of like Klopp. It, it, um, I don't I don't want to see them lose to Nottingham Forest, but it it is interesting. See, I don't want Nottingham Forest to get relegated. So to beat anybody, especially Liverpool, I'm happy with. Yeah, fully agree. Yeah, because if they if they don't get, if they don't get relegated, then they'll have a sponsorship next year. Yeah, but then they're, they're <laughs> but then they're going to go and lose to Leeds like next week. So like I don't know. Leeds hasn't won in like six games. <laughs> yeah, Leeds. That's the thing is Leeds is still scoring goals left and right, but they just yeah. can't. Their defense is just so garbage. Yeah. Before we move on I, about Forest, I mean, I, I think I think we've seen some real improvement from them in the last few weeks, right? They've they've kind of they were leaking goals horribly at the beginning of the season, right? And it it seems like Steve Cooper, we saw you know we saw it last year with them in the championship. He he went into a team that was struggling really really badly. And managed to pull together this team and bring them all the way up, you know, to, to, to get promoted. And I think he's an, an excellent man manager, right? He, he connects really well with the players. And I'm, I'm wondering if this is maybe the point in the season where he has finally gotten a chance to really connect with that, those 22 new signings of the year and finally started to bring them together a bit uh, starting, you know, bringing them back to the basics saying, all right, we're going to start defending really well. Last game, they defended really well. 
um, this game, again, they defended really well and added in a little bit One of a goal. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, you know, a little bit, a little bit of freedom on the counterattack to, to create something. Uh, so I'm really excited to see where they go this season. And it gives me actually a lot of hope for them. I'm like you, Rife. I, I want to see them stay up. Um, I just think <laughs> they're, a, they're a scrappy team. And I want to, I, I like those stories when, you know, a newly promoted team fights through and stays up. But uh, yeah, I feel like Steve, it's, it's really cool that Forrest stuck with him. And I'm really excited to see what, what, what Steve Cooper does the rest of the season. Well, they play Arsenal next week. So if they want to keep being giant killers. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect if they just keep winning. Oh, my God. And imagine them beating Arsenal. I and have so I, many I, friends I, to make fun of. And, and Arsenal. <laughs> I would like them to not beat Arsenal. That. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see them beat Arsenal. And Arsenal is looking a little bit shaky recently. They are. I mean, Arsenal's they are. the only team who's going to challenge City this year. So, like, I don't, I don't think that's true. It feels. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I, yeah. I'm just. Okay. We need to, we need to right. stay. <laughs> we need to stay on, on cool. this week. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Somebody put Arsenal pie with uh, Southampton. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just just more of the same from the. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't actually get to see that game, so I really can't comment on it much except for sweet they drop points. Yeah, it's it's disappointing because it feels like Man City's you know just this uh, this train and Arsenal's like running down the tracks as fast as they can, and if they stumble <laughs> at all, you know the train's just gonna catch up catch up um it's right there now you know two points um that's true but as we've seen somehow city do look vulnerable every once in a while every once in a while it's it's tied dortmund um who else did they they tied newcastle i know newcastle is doing really well but they tied newcastle they tied another team as well it was their second game i think in the season they yeah, they zero, also zero or something weird. Who else did they drop points to? Because they dropped points to somebody last week. We talked about that one already, but yeah, I forgot who it was. Yeah, yeah they they look vulnerable every once in a while. Okay, um, Newcastle and Tottenham. That that man made me happy too. But uh, I guess before we get into the uh, result for that one. What was your guys' opinion of the first goal with uh, Callum Wilson bumping into the goalkeeper and then lofting it over him? I think it's a goal. The, goal? the goalie's out to the box. And, oh, but yeah, I mean, but they, they never call that kind of foul, right? But if it was in the <laughs> middle of the field. <laughs> okay, look, that's the thing is that like he literally, like they both ran into each other and also he did, yeah. he, like he literally like flopped. He did. Yeah, that was the thing with it too. That was that a straight I think up. They they would have called that as a foul had he not hesitated and then fell backwards with his legs wide up in the straight up in the air and like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the, yeah. The Premier League needs to decide if they're going to be a roughing the passer league 
or no. <laughs> no. I mean, I think it, it's one of those things that makes a lot of sense in the box when the keeper's going up for something and has, you know, has a good chance to catch it and somebody else runs into him body to body, generally body to body is fine. But yeah, if it pushes the keeper off of catching a ball in the box, that feels like a foul. But if, yeah, outside the box, come on. Yeah, outside the box yeah. and he's just kicking it. No, it, yeah, no foul whatsoever. They had nothing to argue over except for Lloris just trying to pull something. Yeah. Which, way, given City the refs tied... this year, might have gone by. Man, Man City tied Villa. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that's a pretty good segue. Yeah. Villa firing <laughs> their coach and smashing Wolves. I have yeah. one thing I wanted to say. And All right, sorry, it, it probably kind of deserves its own segment or maybe even its own episode. I think that just the amount of like um, crap that we've been hearing about the refereeing in not just this league, but uh, other big leagues around Europe, um, even the MLS, people just been c- complaining about it so much. Uh, maybe we call VAR a failure. Maybe we say this isn't better for the game. And we go back and just let the referees make the calls. People didn't like it when the referees were making the calls without VAR, but if VAR isn't fixing that and it's just more of the same. So Miles, that's, that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently because the, the women's super league does not have VAR yet. Uh, You know, they play in a bunch of smaller stadiums um, and they just don't have the technology throughout, throughout the, the league to be able to enforce or to be able to include that. And yeah, I certainly have huge moments of frustration in those games when they show a replay and somebody's three feet off sides and you're like, come on, how could you not have made that call? But is that the same level of frustration that I have when VAR calls somebody offside for being, you know, imperceptibly ahead of the player that they're supposedly ahead of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. It's probably exactly the same. Like, you know, maybe, maybe just goal line technology. I'm not against like just having that thing on the watch that says, yep, over the line. Cause that's pretty, that's, that, that can be tough to see in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, so or something kind of... that, that says like, yes, you're six, you're, you're like very clearly ahead of the person for offside, but that's it. Right. Maybe just those two just those two things uh, yeah yeah it's that's a, where it's i actually kind of like the implementation of offsides this year where they make those two lines from the uh oh yeah uh, the, the, the final the yeah the furthest line or whatever of the defender to like the, the goal line and then the line for where the offensive player is and it's just like there has to be a distinct distance between them and right. the the algorithm or whatever that they created either just says it's red or green based on the two lines that those guys put in Mm-hmm. and so there's yeah. none no, there's none of this like oh his toenails offsides right it has to be like a distinct they're offsides by a good bit so right so this year i think has actually been a better implementation of it than it was last year last year was ridiculous with the amount of offsides that were called for yeah a yeah. frame that <laughs> so annoying if they just look at a different frame they're on sides and offsides but they're still right. touching the ball Right. They're See, I, I don't think this year, I don't think there's been too many weird offsides calls and like 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 you were saying, it's from the algorithm and all that stuff. It's mostly I think what, I think what 
fouls in the box. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. No, 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 you're fine. No, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's either fouls in the box or some sort of foul outside of the box that they are in the maybe trying to... to yeah, 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 exactly. I... Yeah, and that's the part that I think I I wouldn't exactly take those away because refs can miss those in the box, especially for penalty kicks. But I think they should have an unbiased third party in the in the VAR booth, as in like I don't know. I I mean I've heard rumors of you know ex players being in there because they're the ones that have actually played it. They're not the yeah. ones that just went to ref school and have refed for twenty years and never actually played the game. And except when they were, you know, kids. Should should be a referee. And have, it should be a referee. I don't know. I'm saying in addition to it's it's in addition to to give that opinion. Just like but hey, then, look at but this. Then you're, but then you're getting into the whole thing of like it's like someone's opinion compared to fact. Right. Yeah, yeah but you gotta remember that, that someone played, but also it's like the referee has literally studied the game, like the actual rules of the game. Yeah. I think yeah, I think what, but you got to remember that the guy in the in the VAR booth doesn't make the decision. It's just no, and I are they able that. to give them a reason to go to the booth and look at it again? Because that's been the biggest problem this year is that the guy in the VAR booth has just been saying, "No, you're fine. You don't have to go look at it." Matt, and we'll that's let you been get the your biggest issue. Word in, and then we'll uh, talk about Aston Villa. Because <laughs> um, uh, we we could probably talk about this subject like for a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah as Literally you said, an it could, it could be an episode. Yeah, so just last thought, I, I think what we've proven with VAR is that, you know, we always, I think we thought when VAR got implemented that we'd have some really cut and dry decisions and it would make, it would make refereeing games just this like pretty clear thing. Wrong decisions would be made and they'd be fixed or, you know, whatever it was. And that's just clearly not the case. So I think it just reinforces that refereeing is like, not black and white right it depends on the ref that you have that day and it depends on their perception of of the rules and it's just imperfect and i think to be honest that's kind of one of the pieces that makes me love the game right it's is like being able to get indignant about some some decision or what you know it's all part of it and and yeah it'd be it'd be nice if it was perfect probably, but it never will be. So I think we just kind of have to get, <laughs> that's what I meant by the WSL versus the EPL and having it versus not having it. Like I kind of feel the same, honestly, decisions are, are wrong sometimes. And I don't know, <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah. I just think they should also just be held more accountable as I think we've also sure. talked about before, because I don't know if you guys noticed, I know this I'm, last thing I'm going to say about it too, but the FA has been cracking down on fining coaches and players for saying anything about referees like the past couple of weeks they've been really cracking down on it not not punishing referees or trying to rectify the issue just finding people for pointing out the issue second guessing yeah second guessing them yeah which yeah. i feel like is a little ridiculous yeah they're basically like, saying that we have the power don't question us it's an opinion like yeah you think that someone's wrong let them have the opinion do you cracking down on them is sort of proving their point <laughs> exactly sure but all right um villa smashing villa. wolves as brentford. soon as brentford, brentford? yes i thought it was brentford. wolves that they smashed 
Nope, Brentford. My bad. Brentford looks yeah, a little rough right now. As soon as Gerard leaves. Yeah. Three three nil up after fifteen minutes. Like you imagine Gerard sitting at home watching that game going, Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I want to point something out. If you think about it, who's the striker that was playing that game that Gerard basically was like, Man, I don't know how to play him. Danny Ings. Yeah. Two yep. goals. He kinda got Yes, one of them was a PK. But he had two goals with Holly Watkins in there. Yeah, and I mean, he couldn't make the two of them work together. Nope. He couldn't get it right. He couldn't get uh, Coutinho to play very well. He Which brought in Kamara, and he hadn't looked great, even though he looked fantastic any time before he'd played with Villa, to the point where I know I think Chelsea was looking at him, United was looking at Kamara, and Villa won a signature. It's like, okay, why did he all of a sudden stop playing well? You know, everyone's had this debate going about, you know, all right, which one of them is going to be sacked first, Lampard or Gerrard? And Gerrard looked a little bit better of a coach than Lampard did, but Lampard's turning things around and Gerrard's sacked. Yeah, Everton looks pretty solid. I, uh, y- you hear about the new manager bounce, right? New manager yeah. gets gets better. Villa doesn't have a new manager yet, so I'm wondering if they should just go the rest of the season without a manager. <laughs> well, they just hired just, him today. I was just saying, right. I thought they, they just do. hired Yeah, but just hired him today. Yeah. Um, He's a good coach. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting. I feel like he always has, like, really good ideas, and he seems like to have a very well-coached team wherever he's at, like Villarreal. Arsenal was well-coached. They just don't seem to succeed or, like, win enough games. And I've never understood why or how. I mean, obviously, I just don't watch them enough. But, you know, United playing against Villarreal in the Europa League, they just seem like a very well-organized team every time that we've played them. When he was at Arsenal, they seemed well-organized. But Arsenal were not even anywhere close to the top four when he was there, if I remember right. And at Villarreal, I'm pretty sure they were, like, fighting for mid-table. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. What do we think of a, a good finish for Villa is or a good finish for Emery is? You know, I was thinking ninth, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking I would ninth. definitely say top ten. I just don't know where. I mean, I could I could see barely. them finishing outside of it, but, I mean. <sighs> yeah, like we said earlier, with the, with the big six growing into the big seven or big eight, you're kind of running out of spots for the – other clubs to you know sneak into right and catch up yeah like right 12, now, 13th is probably okay for most <laughs> a lot of clubs yeah. really at this point like okay cool yeah We're and up there. The, the point differential between ninth and 15 probably won't be much right right yeah moving on should we take a look at next week fixtures i don't think there's a, a lot going on in epl that's like uh, super exciting. Um, United play West Ham. Uh, Liverpool play Leeds. Chelsea uh, Brighton, the Battle of Graham Potter. Oh, it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be a... You know, you know what is sad though is that if you look at Brighton at the beginning of the season, they could have easily been fighting for. Honestly, in my opinion, the way they were looking, top seven, if they could have kept it going. 
or at least somewhat going. They could have easily fought for I top seven. I think and now since Grant Potter, Grant, without Grant Potter, I mean, he had a system set up. And if you look at it, and I, I'm a little biased because I have Gross on my team, but Gross, ever since Potter left, has like dramatically fallen off. Like he does not look anything what he should have, like what he what he could be and should be. Trossard, yeah, he still looks great, but like he's the only one really that like actually looks good on their team. Mope, they got him. He's not doing anything. He's just there. I mean, it's kind of sad. Isn't Mope like, at Everton? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm, my, that was my bad. Yeah, Mope is at Everton. My fault. But like they have like they have they have these players and they look really good and they just there like they're not really doing anything. It just I don't know. It looks sad. It is. They're also going through a transition period. Their new their new manager's pretty decent too. He had them playing pretty well those first few games that he took over, and now they seem to be. You know, they had that new manager bounce, and now they're in that transition of changing how they play, figuring. I out. mean, yeah, they have three losses and two ties in their last five games. I mean, that's a little, it's a little rough. It's very normal for Brighton. Back to the <laughs> middle of the table. Uh, I just feel bad. Yeah, like they well, looked honestly really good under. <laughs> I, I do not feel. Yeah, bad. <laughs> Matt is. Happy. I'm sure. I'm sure when Chelsea decide that two losses in a row is too much, and they fire Potter, they'll take him right back. Yep, <laughs> sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone want to run over Champions League at all? Was there anything happened today that was? Uh, one wanted to bring up. Um, we mentioned the Manchester City draw with Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Chelsea win another game, looking great. I didn't get to watch it today, unfortunately, but happy they won it for sure. Yeah, so they've, yeah. they've won three in a three in a row, and I think they secured their spot in the um, knockout stages. So, oh I yeah, think they did. Yeah, yeah, they are secured. All the right. Uh, the first, I think, big team that got. Uh, drop down to Europa is Juventus. Yeah. Wow. It's a little sad. Yeah. Benfica, I think but Juventus is the first team to score goals on them in the Champions League this year. But Benfica still won four to three. Wow. Super that, team. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, Benfica is just kind of coming out of the out of nowhere this year, like playing very well. And yeah, tied with PSG on points. Wow. Yeah. Dortmund and City tied. I think we already mentioned that. Did you guys mention PSG destroying <laughs> a Sunday league team? Yeah. <laughs> that, Haifa? that probably shouldn't even be in the... Yeah. I mean, they had a win. I'm just saying they're not in Europe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not. They're an Israeli team. Yeah. Uh, AC Milan... Um, scored four over Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah, that's actually kind of impressive. Yeah, um, and really helped AC Milan out because they were in a awkward. They were in a tight spot. Yeah, so kind of helping them solidify. Uh, I don't think they're sealed yet, but um, they're good. Uh, I do always pull. I generally, I like to see the Croatian league teams doing well, but. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, and Milan was course, always one of think... those that they were such a big team back in the day. 
And then for like eight years, they were so bad that, you know, no one was even in their stadium at that point. So it, it's honestly just good to see them doing well again. I mean, do we have to, I mean, I feel like we have to mention uh, Barcelona. No, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I mean, I'm just saying, what do you think, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, they're out. They're definitely out. And then they're going to. You think so? Victoria, Victoria pulls in, beats Inter 6-0. okay okay they're out and then and then there was news today one of y'all posted it in our in our group chat but that the barcelona players are all going to watch that game together right in the locker room worst for their game and then they're going to go out they're going to go out and try to play Bayern after just get you know just getting the news that they were officially eliminated yeah, what's the yeah, what is slaughtered? It's slaughtered. Like, yeah, are they, are they just wanting to watch that just so they have an idea of it, if they should show up and try or not? It's like, oh, we have a chance. We're gonna go out there and try. I oh, guess it's we're better than get like, relegated. So I guess let's it's just... better than watching it in like twos and threes in a bunch of different hotel rooms. Yeah, and they'd be in the locker room anyway. Right yeah, by that's that time. True. So yeah, I don't know if it's better to be sh- like showing it or just to not show it but everybody's got phones everyone has cell phones so right and they'd be getting updates the whole time anyways yeah yeah i honestly think it's pretty funny <laughs> i'm not a barcelona so <laughs> yeah yeah you know they're yeah, think... europa and then you know frankie dion just comes united in january yeah they spent too Absolutely. many years winning for me to be to care <laughs> you're not gonna get frankie deal <laughs> no so don't. hey so quick thing matt you know how you were saying that the maccabee haifa like yeah obviously they're they're not a european team but i'm looking at stats and the their player i don't know if he's a forward or not he's literally tied for the second most goals in the champions league in the group stage with wow. erling holland orsich Salah, Lewandowski, and uh, Victor Boniface. That's incredible. I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's that's insane. I mean, that guy right there should, in my opinion, either in the January transfer window or in the summer transfer window, should be probably finding another club. That's impressive. I know I'm going off topic, but that's that to me is yeah. just 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 throwing that out there. That little tidbit. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, there are great players around, right? But that yeah. doesn't mean that those teams should get to play <laughs> to play in Europe just because. Yeah. But, no, that's super. Who's the impressive. guy that? Who's the guy that's their top goal scorer? Zach. Franzi Piero Piero P I E R O R R O T. Wow. What do you guys think about Ajax and Liverpool? I think uh, Ajax I want Ajax will, to win. I, I want Ajax to win, but also I have a feeling Ajax is going to somehow lose because they haven't looked fantastic this year. In the, yeah, it's like their manager was given to a better club. Yeah. I don't and know. all, all of weird. their starters from last year were sold. <laughs> I think those, <laughs> those, those good teams, or at least the pretty good teams who are having trouble, 
tend to, when they get beaten once, come out the next game way better. So I think Ajax is going to get maybe not trounced, but I think they'll get beaten. And, yeah. and Liverpool will play a much better game just to prove yeah, Liverpool's going to come out. Um, going back to Inter and Victoria pulls in for a second. DBS's betting line on that game is three and a half points to Inter. Yeah. I mean, this one is out. It is gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> is Lukaku still playing? It's, just, it's still so sad because I, I, I am concerned about Barcelona's future, and um, I don't want to see them have to sell the team. You know, it's cool that it's member owned, and I don't know. I mean, that you get they got themselves into this themselves, but still, I yeah. Uh, I'm a Barcelona fan. One of the reasons I'm a Barcelona fan is because they're member owned. I think that's awesome. Uh, you don't see it in, you know, soccer on this scale anymore. And um, uh, they'll probably belong to the petrol state in 12 months. <laughs> I mean, if they want to stay member owned, they just have a few players they have to sell. Yeah. They need to sell probably yeah. more they're than they're not going to do that. Yeah, but the problem is that the ones that they need to sell, they also owe money to. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard enough for them to sell, what, Braithwaite, De Jong? (laughs) Not Frankie De Jong, but Luke De Jong, or whatever his name was. Okay. Um, Matt, do you have a WSL update, or should we table that to the weekend? Yeah, I do. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if uh, I didn't know how much time you'd have with your saving the river work trip. Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy week, but yeah, the big teams kind of all won this week. Uh, Arsenal beat Liverpool two nothing. City beat Tottenham three nothing. Tottenham's a really good team in, in the WSL, but City's generally have uh, been better. United continued their winning streak. Uh, beat Leicester one nil. Uh, and Chelsea continued their winning streak as well, beating Brighton and Hove Albion 2-0. So no change really in the standings. Arsenal and United swap spots, but I think for alphabetical order, uh, they're even on literally everything. Uh, Wins, draws, losses. Both of them are um, undefeated, also with no ties. Um, yeah, so they're both, they're both crushing it. Chelsea is just a little bit behind, uh, same number of points, but with a game, a game in hand, the other women's soccer things that I wanted to mention, uh, is the, the NWSL playoffs kept going. The thorns are going to play Kansas city in the, uh, in the cup for the, for that final yeah, and that's all kind of in the in the shadow of the the Yates report coming out mm-hmm. that detailed all of the um, the abuse that that happened last year and the years before that mostly. So uh, I know that report has been pretty rough for a lot of the players. You know, I, obviously the situation was incredibly rough, but I, I think it all coming out in the report has brought it back in the media and. 
Uh, I do so want to talk about some cool news related to uh, Portland and the Yates report, but I'll, after you're after you're finished up there, Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I got uh, one more thing to say, but it's unrelated. So. Okay. Um, so uh, there's a group together in Portland uh, putting uh, putting together uh, um, essentially soliciting. Uh, not donations, but uh, like promises for donations to buy shares. Um, should Mayor Paulson decide to sell the teams, uh, that those the Portland Timbers and Portland Thorns become uh, member owned. Um, I have agreed to buy several shares myself. Should that happen? Um, awesome. But it, it it would very be, cool. It would be so cool. It would be you know member owned. Uh, Green Bay Packers style, uh, say. Barcelona style uh, club, um, the only the only one like it in uh, MLS. Um, so and and uh, NWSL. So um, uh, be really cool. And and the, the, those two clubs would you know they're already kind of together. I think it would merge them more solidly into like a single entity. But people already call them PTFC, so but people already call like combined. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, very cool. Exciting stuff cool. coming out of Portland. I'll have to look yeah. into buying some shares. It'd be fun to. Oh no, Matt. Oh yeah. No. So so the, ho the hotel internet's hitting in. The hotel internet, it's getting him. <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> oh no, am I back? Kind of. No. You seem to kind be. Of. Let's give it a try. All right, am I here? Yeah, yep, we can hear you. Sweet. Okay, the last thing uh, that I wanted to mention in the women's soccer side of things is that the draw just came out for the 2023 Women's World Cup. So uh, I think we all care about the US Women's National Team group. Uh, they're in group E with Vietnam, the Netherlands, and the winner of the group A playoff. <laughs> So we'll see who that ends up being, but the Netherlands uh, is a really strong team always. I was going to say, they're, they're really, really good for on the women's side. Yeah, so that'll be a that'll be a decently tough group. I don't see, you know, too much difficulty with that, but uh, England's in a group with uh, another of the playoff winners, and then Denmark and China. So Denmark's a pretty strong team as well. Uh, but yeah, really excited about the World Cup in 2023. It's in New Zealand. Ooh, and that's gonna, awesome. That'll be really cool. If anybody wants to go, let's go do it. I've always wanted to go. I wish. <laughs> no, Matt, I wish too. Let me know. Um, I'll think. I'll, I'll think <laughs> cool. All right. Um, we, we are the best in the world. So I think whatever group we're in is probably the group of death. True, but uh, what was the last tournament we were in? Did we get knocked out by Sweden? Yeah. I'm trying to remember the. Probably not important. We did not. <laughs> Olympics. Canada, Canada won. Olympics. I think it was Canada. Was it Canada? It, but I don't know if that, they knocked us yeah. out. Yeah. Canada won. They did not knock us out. I think it. Uh, I can't. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Remember. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the World Cup. We're still the best in the world. That's right. That's fair. 
So, all right, guys. I think that's uh, good for this week. Okay. Well, before we uh, hop off, it was Canada in a uh, VAR given penalty kick oh. in the Olympics. Oh, nope. oh freaking VAR. Christ. It doesn't matter. Now. It wasn't the World Cup. VAR. <laughs> Just got to throw that out there. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Bye, guys. See you. Yeah.